guys, welcome to episode 3 of the I Heart Running Podcast. My guest today is truly a local legend in our community, and justifiably so. In fact, his story is so inspiring and is worthy of his own book, and I hope he writes one someday. My guest is the one and only Walter Downey. If any of you listeners started running later in life, you will love his story. Walter did not go for his first run until he was 40 years old. He wasn't even particularly athletic as a kid. And here he is, 39 marathons in, and at the ripe age of 60. Contrary to popular folklore in the running world, he is running stronger than ever and still averages a three-hour marathon, and that isn't even age-graded. He runs practice marathons with 22 recovery runs the very next day. Walter is truly passionate about running, and in particular, marathons. He actually wanted to title this episode, In It For The Long Run, and rightfully so. His travel lights up my mornings with his 5.30am runs, and one can't help but be motivated to get out there too. Anyway, I don't want to tell Walter's entire story for him as he does an amazing job of doing so himself. Enjoy! Good morning. Thank you for joining me on my podcast, Walter. Thank you, May, for having me. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm very well. Okay, I'm so excited to do this. Um, Before we start, I will let listeners know who you are quickly, and I'll let you talk about yourself, because I think nobody else can describe your journey better than yourself. So Walter, (laughs) is um, he's a master's runner. And not only is he a master's runner, he has completed 39 marathons by the age of 60, and which has included six world marathon majors in one year. So I think that speaks for itself. So I'll let you start, Walter. How did you start this amazing journey? Can you please tell listeners about yourself? For sure, May. Um, actually, I started running probably like most people by accident. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was in Edmonton at the time and um, a friend of mine. He was a uh, phys ed teacher at a high school, and he convinced me to, to go for a run with him. I've never ran in my life. It was back in 2000, and I was actually about to turn 40 the next year, in about six months. So I thought, hmm. So I didn't even own a pair of running shoes, so I borrowed a pair of his running shoes. So <laughs> um, we went for a run, and he said, don't worry, we'll, we'll go we'll go easy. So we'd mm-hmm. run one minute and walk one minute, one minute. You know, we did that for about for 10 times, and then it actually felt okay. So um, then the next day I went out and bought a pair of running shoes <laughs> and I thought, hey, this is pretty good. So there was I, um, where I lived, there was uh, in Edmonton, there was a high school and had a track. So mm-hmm. I started running around the track and I one week I'd like one time every day. And then the next week, two times, three times, four times. And finally, I started running. I built up enough nerve to start running around the neighborhood. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that was probably, I'm guessing, September, October, about 2000 and then um some friends of mine in edmonton were running the new year's day resolution run i think they still have it there i think a lot of cities in canada have it as well mm-hmm. so it was a 5k uh, new year's day so i did that that was actually my first ever race and then next thing a friend of mine had run it's other friend of mine brian he'd run several marathons and he convinced me to sign up for a marathon in the spring of 2001 which was the pendicton um, marathon i don't think they have it anymore but that was my first marathon Mm-hmm. And so I did that one. Then my second marathon was Kelowna the fall of that year. And then my third marathon was Ottawa 
And at that marathon, I qualified for Boston, which I didn't even know. I called a friend of mine back in Edmonton and I said, at that time we called each other, we didn't text each other and nobody texts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I told her my time in Ottawa, which was like 318, I think she said, Oh, you qualified for Boston. And I go, oh, really? So that I, <laughs> you know, it was a big deal. So anyway, so over the years, I've had a love hate relationship with running. I think like most people do. Um, yeah. You mentioned that I've done 39 marathons so far, and mm-hmm. half of those have actually been in the last five or six years. So prior to about 2016, I never took running that seriously. I, I just ran and, you know, I was a group uh, leader on Saturdays at Forerunners, and I've been doing that now, I think, for about 15 years prior yeah. to the COVID pandemic, because now we stopped doing the group runs pretty much. So. But, you know, I was doing group runs, leading group runs on Saturday, and I was doing a Sunday run with another group, easy, you know, 10K with my dog and a bunch of other dogs and friends up at the uh, Pacific Fair Trail. Trail, And then maybe Wednesdays, I was doing some speed workouts sometimes, but not always. So then um, 2016, I also used to play um, uh, baseball. And in 2016, during summer, I hurt my uh, calf playing baseball. So I missed, and I was training for Berlin at the time. And so a bunch of us went to Berlin and I had a terrible time there. I think my time was like 3.38 or something. So, and then I came back from Berlin and I had a personal trainer at the time. So I was working out at the gym. I was more focused, I think, at that time on, you know, building body and muscles and stuff like that, like Mm -hmm. most guys do in that time. (laughs) So I told my trainer, I said, you know what, I need to lose some weight. Let's let's, uh, get on a plan where I can lose some weight. And so we did. So we started, um, he's telling me, you know, what to eat and stuff like that. So I started that. Uh, I started and then I think um, over six months, I lost about 34 pounds. And that's actually when I became a better runner and started taking running serious, seriously. And then um, I had a friend, Dan, coming. uh, uh, Sadly, he's passed away now. He passed away a couple of years ago. But he was he was like my my mentor for running. Like I never paid attention. I never knew what uh, age grading was. He told me all about that. And he would like I uh, I didn't run very many smaller races. I only used to run marathons, a couple of marathons a year, maybe some half marathons. But I started signing up for some five Ks, eight Ks, and stuff like that. And um, and he would watch my time, and he would say, "Oh, you're age grading, and you'd be this and that." So. So then I started taking it more seriously. I started following a plan, started to um, uh, started like to win my age group. So by the time like I'm uh, 60 now, uh, back then I was like just uh, starting just about to turn 55, I think. And then I started like placing in my age group and all that kind of stuff at, at um, races. And I, as I said, I started taking racing and running more seriously. And um, um, and here I am today. So. Currently, I'm, um, as you mentioned, uh, Mm -hmm. I did uh, the six majors. I did those in 2019. And again, I wasn't planning on doing them. They just happened that way. Then that year, in addition to the six majors that I did, which was Tokyo, Boston, London, uh, Berlin, Chicago, and New York City, um, I also did uh, four other marathons. I did 10 marathons in 2019. Thank God, because in 2020, (laughs) I only got, you know, the pandemic came to town and I only got to do one actual marathons, but I did do a bunch of virtual marathons that year mm-hmm. as I did in 2021 as well. So I was going to say when you started your story, I, I felt like I could not believe you. Uh, <laughs> told, There's no way that you started running at age 40. That's, that's just 
crazy. So, so you started, you were 40 years old and you just started with one walk intervals around a track and here you are today. That's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. I think so. You know, my journey, as I said, has, uh, it's been, everybody I think has a, their own journey about running mm-hmm. and how they got into running and yeah. mine, I think, again, honestly, I never, I was not athletic at all in school. I never mm-hmm. like in the sixties and seventies, like going to school, I like, um, gym or track or nothing was very, wasn't a big deal as it is yeah. today. And I never played sports. I, I honestly, I never, like not at all. I didn't even, um, and then when I became a runner and then I, um, suddenly I, you know, I became passionate about running and I think, um, um, and I, I don't know, I think, um, running for me has given, has given me a lot is, is defined yeah. who I am. Uh, you know, um, um, and being successful at it, I think, you know, success brings success, right? The better you mm-hmm. do, the better you want to do. And I think that's Definitely. what's happened with, with my running. And, um, yeah, so it's been an amazing journey. Even during COVID, you know, I didn't get to m- run very many actual races, but I started running some virtual races. And in, in one of those was a, a race uh, called Great race across Tennessee. It was a Mm -hmm. 1,000 kilometer, 1,022 kilometer across Tennessee, a virtual race. So I did that in 28 days, which was amazing. Like I never thought I could do that in my life. And I did. Was a thousand kilometers in 28 days? Yes. Yeah. That's insane. And that was, wasn't that organized by the Barkley Marathon organizer? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's great. And you yeah, did that amazing. on your own. I did <laughs> so it again this crazy. year, but sadly this year I was in the middle and I broke my foot. So I couldn't, I didn't yeah. finish it until at the end, but, um, uh, but I did, um, I did, uh, also that in, so that was in, uh, May of, uh, of 20, uh, 2020, I did the thousand K in 28 days. And then in June, I signed up for another virtual 500 miles across the California coast, Mm-hmm. And I did that in, I think, 16 or 17 days. So that, that was 500 miles. Wow. And I was basically running like a marathon in the morning and then a half marathon in the afternoon. So that was another challenge that I did. And Okay. You uh, need yeah, to tell I, our listeners about that. I, I follow you on Facebook and Strava. And I know this weekend you ran 42 kilometers. This is not a race. You, you <laughs> ran it for fun. Yes. And then you did a 22-kilometer recovery run the next day. And this yeah. is not unusual for you. You do that quite a bit. When did you start doing that? Yeah, you know, if, again, that's, I keep telling myself to do different things. And um, mm-hmm. the last, I think, maybe about three years ago, I started doing this thing where at least once a month, I do either a marathon or a marathon training distance run, which is obviously 42 <laughs> K. So I try and do that every single month and I've done it every month, except for wow. July of last year. I didn't because I broke my foot in July the 1st. And I missed six weeks. We can talk about that later if we Those get around to injuries. it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I find, you know, it's funny. I tell my friends, if I ever write a book, the name of, the name of my first book will be called uh, in it for the long run. Cause I love doing long runs. Yeah. Usually what I do is I, you know, I have a group of people that I run with on Saturdays. We use our long runs on Saturdays and I usually start early. If we're going to plan to meet at eight o'clock, I usually start at seven. Yeah. And sometimes in the summer we start at seven. So I'll start at six. So I do bonus miles. I call them before. <laughs> so usually High I can get <laughs> friends to run like 30 K with me or, you know, or 28 or something like that. And then if I find I, for me, it's better. I like to start earlier. Sometimes I take my dog for a run. 
And yeah. uh, like I'll run sometimes with her or now that she's getting older, she's going to be 12 soon. So I'm running less with her now, but I used to like, I do 10 mm-hmm. K with her first and go meet my friends to do the rest of the long run. Yeah. Wow. I, I can tell you love your long runs and I find that incredible. Most people do not run more than one or two marathons in a year. Yes. Once a month. And I know your favorite time to run is in the morning, isn't it? Yes. Uh, yes. You know, uh, <laughs> honestly, like today, Today, I was meeting my friend Dan to go for a run. We were going to do the uh, 10, 12K loop from meet at Kitts Beach and then loop mm-hmm. over to Science World and then back over the uh, Burrard Bridge. So I was meet Dan at 6. So before that, I, I did 4K on my own. So I left yeah. my house at about uh, 5.30. And so um, so I went for a pre-run to meet Dan. And then Dan and I um, uh, ran 14K together. And then... I finished, I changed my run at Starbucks, so I grab a coffee, and then uh, <laughs> I used to walk home, but yeah. January, I also challenged myself every January to beat my previous January mileage. Last January, yeah. I did 518K, so this wow. year, my goal is to beat that, and so, and I also have a goal this year is to try and run every day in January, and so far, I have. I started, mm-hmm. I think today was my 16th, um, 16th day that I've run yeah. every day, but I started uh, last week of December so how many so, kilometers are you at now for January this for year? January I think as of this morning I'm at about 260 I think wow and we had a, a string of the worst weather we had in a while I'm not saying it's impossible to run in this weather but it's not easy you want to tell our listeners about that how do you get out when it the snow is six inches deep up to your shins and or icy yeah, you know, I have this hashtag now. My thing this year is no excuses 2022. <laughs> so obviously, you know, the last couple of weeks in Vancouver has been a bit challenging getting out there. But, you know, I'm getting out there. I, I go out and, um, you know, I make it uh, hit through the snow. Yeah, I, you know, some days you got to learn to slow down because it's icy or yeah. snow. But I still get out there. Like today, it's like pouring rain. And mm-hmm. I still got out there this morning and I ran. I ran what I mentioned. I ran. um 14 with Dan and four on my own, then 5k I ran after. So I ran like 23k this morning. So, you know, it's all about, I think it's your mindset, right? It's mind over matter. Like uh, I always, um, I think the hardest part of anything is getting out the door, but once you're out the door, like some days I convince myself, Oh, I'm just, I'll just go out and run 5k today, but I never run 5k. I usually (laughs) run 10, never, no less than 10. But I also, as you mentioned, most of my running I do in the morning, for sure. I don't like, Mm -hmm. I'm a morning person. I usually get up like at three or four o'clock in the morning. And uh, usually I try and be out the door by five or six in the morning. And um, these days I'm working from home. So that makes it much easier for the last couple Mm -hmm. of years. But even when I was going to the office, I still was getting out uh, uh, running before I go to work. Uh, I like that. And when uh, forerunner clinics were happening, I was doing the um, Wednesday night leading a group on Wednesday nights. Mm -hmm. So at that and and that day, I would run twice. I'd run in the morning on my own before work, and then I would go and do the forerunners clinic in the evening. So, so my training schedule, I try and run five, five, five or six times a week. Some days I run twice. I usually try and take two days off usually okay. but not yeah. in january because i'm running every day but <laughs> i had a pretty easy december as well because i pretty much i met my goal for the year so mm-hmm. um i took pretty much you know i didn't run in the much last two weeks of much very much in the last two weeks of january of december so i'm well rested to run my goal of running more than 518k in in january so 
Wow. I was going to say, how do you get out every morning? But it seems like this has become your routine for quite some time now. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think for January, I think January for most people, I don't know if it's the same for you or uh, other people, but January, January is the toughest month, right? Like it's cold, it's dark. Oh, it truly is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I challenged myself to do better than I did the previous January. And I've been doing that like for three or four years, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, so as I said, last year I ran 518. I think the year before that it was 512, the year before that, like 507 or something. So, so this year, you know, if I carry on, I'll probably get to 600, I would think, you know, because it's what's today, the 12th, I'm at 250 or 260 yeah, or yeah. something. So as a matter of fact, my friend Dan said this morning, he said, oh, you can't run too many Ks this month because, you know, you'll have to catch up next year. And I go, <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll see. <laughs> so true. Actually, I love that idea. I think I need to start adopting that because for me, the, I love summertime. I love the sun. And I find the hardest part about January is just the shorter days. And, you know, you wake up and it's dark. You get out there before the sun comes up. And that that amazes me every yeah. day in January. So. Yeah, that's, yeah, I said, you know, that's the thing, right? I always say, oh, I'm always challenging myself to do different things, right, too. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think that's another key in my success in running is doing different things and not being afraid to try different things. Like, mm -hmm. I know lots of people that I train with, they keep doing the same thing over and over and over. But, you know, yeah. that's up to them. But for me, I like doing different things. And and I, it keeps me motivated. And, you know, I keep challenging myself. And, and, and I keep getting better. Like, you mentioned earlier that I'm, like, 60 years old. And yeah. to me, I'm still, like, running – PBs like personal best races and stuff like that and um there's a thing called the abbott global um masters running thing and currently i'm like ranked number one in canada in my age group and like 13th in the world like That's that to amazing. me is amazing right it is amazing amazing and yeah. you know honestly and um uh it's amazing because i never saw myself being that kind of a runner you know um but you know, as I said earlier, success breeds success. And if you like doing something and if you have a passion for something and I have a passion for running and I think yeah. that helps a lot too, right? That keeps me motivated, right? When did you start seeing yourself as this serious runner? Like you said, you started, I'm actually amazed that you took your friend's invitation because from my own journey, it took a lot of convincing from a friend for a non-runner to get out. It's not easy. I'm sure uh, you have to tell our listeners about how your first run was, but I'm pretty sure your first run compared to your runs now, it, it's a big difference. So like, how do you want, do you just wake up one day? It's like, wow, I'm, I'm really good at this. Like how did, did something happen like that? Or it just slowly gradually grew into this running. Some people call it obsession, but I would call it a passion. When, yeah. how did that happen? I, I wouldn't say I'm not obsessed with running. I'm more passionate about it. Um, yeah. And you know, um, it's rare that I don't like today. Usually I wake up in the morning. Okay. I'm going to do this today. I'm going to run 12 K I'm going to run, you know, I'm, I'm going to run, follow this route and I'm going to do this, but I don't always stick to that. Sometimes it's rare that I don't, if I say I'm going to run 10 K um, yeah. I'm going to run 10 K it's, mm -hmm. it's unusual. I would run any less. Usually I run more. And then I, in my mind, I'm, oh, I'm going to run, you know, from Kitts beach or cause I live in Kitts. I'm going to yeah. run around science world, but sometimes I reverse and I go out, run out to Jericho, Spanish banks or up to UBC. So mm -hmm. I don't always stick to that. And, I, and, you know, if one day I wake up and I don't feel like running, I don't beat myself up. Right. Yeah. Like I, if I say I'm going to take today off, I don't, you know, I'll, I don't beat myself up and I don't feel bad for doing that. So I just make it up another day or whatever. So, um, 
But, you know, again, uh, some days I love running. Some days I hate it. It's like some days are tough, right? You go out there and you run and it's, ah, oh, I feel terrible today. It feels terrible <laughs> today. But yeah. usually by the end when I'm done and go, oh, I'm sure glad I did that run because I feel much better, right? I feel, yeah. you know, uh, sometimes running for me is very um, therapeutic as well. Like I've solved lots of my issues in my personal life and we all have those right yeah. and even in my work you know if I'm uh, doing something at work I'm working on a project or I'm you know I have to do something sometimes um, I'm able to do that during a run it helps me clear my head and it helps me think it helps me mm -hmm. plan my day right yeah and uh, you know helps me sometimes write a letter or write an email or to someone you know so um um, I never used to, interesting thing, I never ever used to listen to music or podcasts when I was running. I just recently yeah. started that. Okay. Um, I didn't I was, understand. I was going what, to ask you that. What do you, when you're running alone, I know you run with your friends, but when you run alone, do you listen to anything or do you go without any headphones? Uh, but you said you just started listening to podcasts and music? Yes, yeah, so funny. So I could never understand why people like would run with music. Why do you run with music? Why do you? I thought that's kind of to me that's kind of silly, right? Yeah. <laughs> because uh, I never, never tried it. I never. And then I mentioned I broke my foot in the summer, by mm -hmm. how I don't know. I missed six weeks of training. So when it came back, I thought, you know what? Uh, just, you know, I have to, I have to build back. And so I started. Um, I bought these um, um, AirPods like last year. And mm -hmm. I hadn't even used them. So I said, oh, I have these. I might start. So I started using them and then, um, you know, started getting back, building back after um, breaking my foot. And now I love it. I can always run with music when I run alone. Of course, as I, if I'm with other people, I don't. I turn it off. Yeah. But I sometimes I listen to music like uh, Spotify, like sometimes like, like 70s music because I'm old. Or... <laughs> I was going to say, what kind of tunes do you listen to? Do you have any go-to songs that get the beat going and get... Get you yeah, into the <laughs> it depends like sometimes i like current top like i'm old so i like 70s <laughs> music i like 80s music sometimes I like old country music you know sometimes yeah. like stuff my mother would listen to growing up mm -hmm. sometimes i listen to current like justin bieber or Ooh, you know I, the, the top, <laughs> top 40 stuff from today but depends depends what my mood is right sometimes mm -hmm. i i listen to podcasts most podcasts i listen to are about running right yeah um and uh, some other ones are about political i'm very i like politics i'm very i'm very uh again passionate about politics so i listen to lots of uh, political podcasts either mm -hmm. canada u.s or what's happening in the world uh so it depends depends on what my mood is you know so like, oh now you're on a podcast <laughs> now i'm on a podcast how funny is that <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny no i i know that running a lot of is controversial i know a lot of runners who believe that you can't you're not a serious runner if you listen to anything while you're running. You have to have your ears open and listen to everything around you. So it's interesting to see the other perspective where someone started as someone who didn't listen to music and just started later. So has that changed the way you run or do you feel that it's just something that's new and and adds to the enjoyment of running? Yeah, I and you know... Um... Sometimes even like uh, if I'm running with friends and sometimes like we'll split off or if they, you know, I carry on. Sometimes I even forget to turn my music on or something. Mm -hmm. um, but so it's not a big deal that I listen to it. But actually, I, I, I kind of like it. I like listening yeah. to music and or listen to podcasts or have something or sometimes I don't have anything on and I just someone texts me or I get a message or whatever, you know, whatever. So mm -hmm. sometimes I just have it on just for that. And, but, um, 
Um, um, if I didn't, if I forgot to take my earphones, it wouldn't be a big deal. Cause I feel like listening to, you know, the traffic or the birds or, you know, or the wind or whatever. So, yeah. uh, and if I run with my dog, I mentioned, uh, you know, my dogs, I used to run almost every day with my dog and, but yeah. now she's almost 12. So I'm only running, um, maybe one day a week with her. Uh, but if I usually run my dog, I don't take music because if I run my dog, it's about her. It's a run for yeah. her. It's not for me. So and she's this cute little black lab, isn't she? She's a Molly? black lab. Yeah. yeah she's she's so been cute. amazing. And I start like I, yeah. I got her back in 2010. And and I uh, honestly, she also, I think, is one of the reasons why I'm the runner I am today, because I just think, well, you know, um, I have to take her out you know, to go potty or take her for a walk anyway. So I have to get up and get dressed. So I might as well mm -hmm. go for a run with her. Right. So, so that helped me as well. Having her, I think has helped me become a better runner as well. You oh. know, so as an animal lover, I just love to hear that because I have a dog and he's, he's not into running as much as Molly, but I think dogs do so much for us in terms of getting us out there, regardless of the weather or what kind of day we're having. So yes, I love for to sure. hear that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've heard some people say, oh, you know, if, if I got a dog, I'd become a better runner. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that's great. And, and that certainly has happened to me, but that was not my goal. I didn't get a dog because I wanted to become a better runner. I was a runner and yeah. then I happened to get the dog and, and, you know, she became a runner too and she kept me motivated. But, but you know, um, that's another story. But, uh, you know, um, so, uh, you know, I try, um, I, you mentioned I'm a master runner. I've been reading a lot about master runners. And I always tell people, like, you know, people ask me, you know, what's my running schedule? How do I run? And, you know, I always tell people, don't do what I do, because if you do what I do, you probably will get injured because, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm a pretty consistent runner, right? I try and run around 100K a week on yeah. average, sometimes 130. Sometimes I drop down to 80 or 90, but Generally, you know, I do a long run on Saturday. You mentioned sometimes, you know, sometimes it's probably never less than 30K unless I have a, I'm doing a race that weekend or something, you know, mm -hmm. or, and up to 42. I've done uh, the longest run I've ever done on my 60th birthday. I did a 60K run that day. So again, I'll not a race. <laughs> those, those long runs are not mm -hmm. races. They're just runs, right? You know, I stop for water or fuel or whatever. So, mm -hmm. but I usually average around like, between 450 and five minute per kilometer. So, so, and then Sundays I used to do like a recovery run, whatever, like 21K, 25K, again, slower, not no big deal. I used to take Mondays off, but now I've been doing a tempo workout Monday with four runners. And then I used to take Tuesdays, now I used to take Tuesdays off, but in, January, in February, we'll see. So I, I switch it up all the time, but I try and run five, six times a week. I try and take two mm -hmm. days off, but again, that's not, like I don't do that every single week, right? Yeah. But what I try and yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I, I, I try thing. and be consistent in my running in the meaning that I yeah. try and stick to about a hundred on average, about a hundred K a week, right? Yeah. And I'm sure you didn't start that overnight. I was going to say you, you mentioned that you you started training seriously and you have a training plan. So do you currently train with a coach or with a training plan? No, I I train on my own. I had a coach for a little while. Um uh, but, uh, um, I, um, he moved away, so I didn't have him anymore, but, uh, okay. but, uh, you know, I'm not, and I'm eventually I I'm, I'm thinking about getting a coach again because I think, mm -hmm. you know, I'm still, um, I'm, I'm still running. I did a virtual marathon in, um, November and I was like two fifty nine, So still doing sub three, which is pretty good for a 60 year old, but, 
people tell me that I could probably do better. And I think maybe I might eventually look at a coach, yeah. right? Yeah. And maybe and try and see, you know, what I can do as a 60-year-old. So well, looking at your time, you're, you are killing it. I mean, I'm just looking at, I mean, just starting even in 2019, the year you did 10 marathons. Yeah. And, and most people would not be able to recover. I, I do want to ask you about that in a moment and about your recovery. But how most, I think you were averaging at least, if not, there were a few under three hours and averaging three hour marathon for a 60 year old. And it, that's, that goes against the belief that people get slower as they age. And that hasn't been the case for you. No, it hasn't. And, you know, I think the, in the six majors that I did, um, mm-hmm. I, um, I think I averaged 302 for those. My fastest yeah. was 258 in, uh, in, um, in Tokyo. And then I think 306 was my slowest in New York. But yeah. all the rest were like 301, 303 or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, um, so um, recovery for me is, I, I, you know, I think you can train your body to do whatever, but my body's used to it, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and some people, you know, I guess it depends. Some people tell me if I, maybe I did more rest, maybe I could do better. I don't know. But I think my goal at this point, point is to you know stay around three hours or a little bit better I'm, my next marathon matter of fact is in napa which is um i think on march the 6th coming up in in um, next in a, several weeks so yeah, uh, that's going to be my 40th marathon i did napa in 2020 it was the mm-hmm. first uh, the only marathon i did that year because of COVID. and then uh, i was 259 that time there so i'd like to be around that again so this year so we'll see and then, of course, <laughs> after Napa, I'm going back to Boston this year. That's Boston oh. to be my sixth time to run Boston. So, yeah, that's just incredible. Um, yeah. And, and, and you must place and I at the, with those times, you must be placing up there in the top 10 in your age. Aren't you? Yeah. In, yeah, in um, yeah, for sure. Like in uh, I think in uh, Napa, I was like first in my age group. Usually I do. But Boston, I think I was like um, um I can't remember, I think 13 to my age group, which is pretty good because you have to remember Boston, all yeah. the best runners go to Boston, right? So mm-hmm. I think I would place, I don't know if I was one in my age group in, for Canada in yeah. from Boston, but, um, and I think 13th or something, I think, um, overall, but wow. in, for amazing. my age group, yeah, which is still amazing. pretty good, I think, for, you know, really. It's very right? good. It's, it's better than very good. Like, like you said, you need to qualify to even get into Boston, which is the goal for most people just to even qualify, let alone play. So I think that's, to me, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty every marathon I think I've done, especially in the last five years have all qualified for Boston. I think all of them, because yeah. I think yeah. my slowest uh, was a trail marathon. I think that was like 320 or something. I can't remember. I was going to ask you about that. I remember seeing on my Facebook and Strava the year that you already completed all the world majors and several marathons. And then at the last moment, you decide to enter not only another marathon, but a trail marathon. And you still ran that marathon faster than the average person on the road. Can you tell us about that marathon? Yeah, that was funny. I saw, yeah, I didn't even know anything about it. It was actually, that was like on uh, New Year's Eve. I yeah. saw like um, uh, a couple of friends of mine on Facebook. They were going to run this marathon down in uh, Washington state. Yeah. And then I said to my friend, Deborah, I said, Hey, um, I didn't tell anybody. I said, we're going, let's go down to, you know, Washington, cross the border tomorrow, go shopping. So yeah. I told her, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm planning to do this marathon, this trail marathon. 
and I did it. Like I, I just decided like a couple of days before I didn't tell anybody about it, <laughs> only mm-hmm. her. And then I went down and I did it. And I can't remember what my time was, but it was like, but it was like rainy, wet, stormy day. Like I didn't even wear the right shoes. I didn't know what to expect. That was my <laughs> first ever trail marathon, but I, I loved it. It was great. You did a 316 based on what yeah. I see in your... Yeah, 316. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> First ever trail marathon. And for anyone who doesn't trail run, I'm pretty sure there was some elevation. It was, there might have been some technicality to it. It yes. wasn't just a flat run for 42 kilometers. It wasn't. It wasn't even <laughs> like, there was no, there was like one water stop and you ran by it four or five times and it was a double loop. And it was like, I was slipping on my bum because <laughs> it was so wet and, and muddy and stuff like that. But I loved it. Like, honestly, it was like... Uh. <laughs> one of the highlights of that year even though i you know i got the six majors and i got the, that the abbott big medal and stuff but yeah. doing that race on new year's day like totally not planned or anything and and but i loved it it was great it was a great experience so <laughs> you see more trail running or ultra uh, ultra marathon running in the future in the trails um you know um possible yeah i, I have lots of friends that do trail running and lots of people i ran with many years ago I've, have transitioned over to trail running. maybe someday i will but for mm-hmm. now i still like doing the road running i i, I like um um you know the, i think running is very social right mm-hmm. if you're a social person then running is good i know some runners run on their own and i do too sometimes like running on my own but i also like running with different groups of people too like yeah. i have a different group that i run with on mondays a different group on saturdays a different group each day during the week, you know, a different group on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I like that as well about running. And the other thing I like about running is like, usually most runners are pretty good. It's all about your personal best and doing whatever, and you know, and, and everybody being supportive. So that's what I love about running as well. Yeah. You know? It's a celebration when you get together with everyone, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. yeah. And sharing the love of running and stuff like that, right? Like, not everybody is a fanatic as me, as but that's okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. do whatever, whatever your goal is, right? You know, yeah. and uh, and that's what I love about running. It's very individual, and when it comes to everybody's goals, right? Mm-hmm. Did you meet all these new friends after you started running? Did you change your social circle, or do you still have? Do you still? I know you travel for work as well. Like, do you have? How do you balance your regular non-running life and your running life? You know, it's funny. Most of my friends are running friends. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, honestly, like, they are mostly uh, running. Um, um, we're running and, like, we socialize together. We, like, do potlucks mm-hmm. or birthdays. We travel. Usually when I travel, like, there's a bunch of people that we travel to. We usually go to uh, California International Marathon every year together. There's a bunch of us. There's a bunch of us going to Boston together. So, Usually, if I travel it for um, for uh, running, it's with a group of people, you know, mm-hmm. and we, we, you know, it's different. When I went to Tokyo, a bunch of us went, Carlos and Janet and Sandra, different bunch of us went to London and Berlin. So usually it's with different people, different groups. Yeah. But, but most of my friends are running friends. I have very few friends that are not running <laughs> friends anymore. <laughs> which is kind of like a cult you know but it's okay yeah. like we all support each other and you know stuff like that but I do have a few friends that are not runners but that's okay too you know we share other stuff you know mm-hmm. so I think that seems to be the case for most runners just because the amount of time you spend training and running it it is difficult to have you know non-running activities in there but um, I totally I totally feel you on that <laughs> yes for sure mm-hmm. 
right. my, my next question is, uh, like you said, you it's been not that long. It's been a 20 year journey or a 20 plus year journey. And and I noticed your time, you, your first marathon was 350, which actually is pretty good. And you mentioned it wasn't easy in Penticton. And and you progressed to, a, you know, an average of around three hours. What did anything change? You mentioned losing weight, the 34 pounds. But, but what changed between when you first started and, and all of a sudden running sub three marathons? Yeah, I think what, you know, again, um, I was running just for running. And I, I mentioned earlier, I, I only became a better runner, more serious mm-hmm. runner the last, since 2016, so the last five or six years. So uh, and then when I started taking running more seriously, I started to, uh, you know, follow a plan. I just started to run with people who were better than me. Yeah. And so, you know, that's how I became a better runner by running with people that are faster than you, right? So, yeah. Um, but uh, these days, you know, I also, another thing that COVID has, I've been, I mentioned I've been doing a bunch of virtual stuff and some of my friends as well. So, you know, I've been pacing some of my friends to become, um, um, I paced a friend last year for, the, I think, the Chicago Marathon. He had a, a PB and he just had uh, his uh, a marathon down in Sacramento in December and he did a sub three. So, so I've been doing that, sharing my love of running with my friends and pacing them and helping them become better runners too. I love doing that as well. Right. So I think about, you know, um, I still think I have some good running days in me and, um, I still enjoy running and, but that could change tomorrow, but for now I'm just going to enjoy what I can, right? Keep on running, keep on doing what I'm doing, try and get better. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, uh, I, again, I don't take running. Like it's not, as I mentioned, it's not like I don't feel terrible if I don't get out to run or, you know, I just ran a 302 in Sacramento. I wanted to do a sub three, but you know, I didn't beat myself up too much because I didn't do a sub three. I thought, you know, 302 for a 60 year old is still pretty good, right? Yeah. So, so you know, it took me a couple of days to get over it, but that's what happens, uh, right? You, if you race, a lot of runners often are disappointed in their results, but you need to think about it and then you get over it and move on, right? I was going to ask you, how do you keep such a positive mindset when you have run so many marathons? And like you said, not every race goes as planned. And with those bad days, or I wouldn't say bad, but with those races where you did not achieve what, what your A goal was, or perhaps even your B goal, how do you deal with the difference? Yeah, you know, uh, as I mentioned, I, some you know, after a race, for the you know, when you reflect on a race after, if you, you know, that night or next day, you think, right. oh, I should have done this better. I could have done that. And you're always evaluating what you did well and what you could have done. But again, I don't beat myself up over it either i'll say you know i did this happened because of this right so i figured out and then move on and then there's always the next race right so mm-hmm. another thing i've been doing i've been doing a lot of racing like in 20 i mentioned 2019 was probably my biggest year that's the year i did the 10 marathons i also did a bunch of other races that year i think i did a total of 25 races that year so a bunch of half yeah. a bunch of 5ks a bunch of 10ks so so you know 12 months a year so now we started doing two marathons two races a month so that's helped me as well i think the more you race the better you become at it right it doesn't mean i still don't get you know uh, goosebumps i'm not nervous at the start line but less than i used to be i think another thing about running is it's not just about running right it's more about like learning to pace yourself learning 
um, to control you, control your nerves and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of runners, and I do it. I still do it too myself. Going out too fast, you'll hear a lot of runners blow up, right? Yeah. They go too fast. I still do it too, but I've gotten better at it. That's for sure. And and racing has has helped me with that. Learning I, how to pace better. Right? Yeah. I was not going to say I I've only been following you on Strava for the last few years, and I noticed your pacing is impeccable. Like every it is just so smooth and it's a skill like you said it's a learned skill yeah and i was going to ask you how you achieve that but like you said i guess it's just practice practice yeah that's what <laughs> running is all about right it's about practicing that's why you do your training runs and and the race is just the icing on the cake right so mm-hmm. but that's training is training right you're training to become a better runner trying to become a better pacer training to Again, you know, as I said, not just about running, right? It's about everything, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you. That, what what an incredible journey. Thank you so much for taking the time to share all that with us. I'm sure some listeners might have questions for us afterwards, and I'll tell them to put that in the comments, and maybe I'll get you to answer that after. And and I'm, I, I love listening to your story. It's so inspiring. Thank you, Walter. Thank you, May. Thanks for taking the time. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And if anybody, I'd, I'd be happy to answer any questions if people have and share some more of my journey with people. I, as I mentioned, I love running and I love sharing my passion with others. So please reach out to me anytime. I, I'd love to share uh, my passion with anyone. Anytime. And how, I was going, that was my next question. How can our listeners reach out to you? Where can they find you? They can find me on Strava, Walter mm-hmm. Downey on Strava, most everybody's on Strava right you know what they say if you're not on Strava you didn't happen if it's not on Strava it didn't happen mm-hmm. also you can look me up on Facebook yeah. so I'm on Facebook and most of my po- posts are usually about my running or about my dog be prepared <laughs> uh, sometimes political but less these days and uh, or Strava or uh, or my email is Walter Downey at telus.net Thank you, Walter. I'll include those links in the show notes so people can find you and it was definitely my pleasure. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you, May. Hi, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. It was truly a pleasure chatting with Walter, and I feel so blessed to know him, and even more blessed to have been able to share this episode with you guys. I have included his contact info in the show notes, including the link to his Strava and Facebook. Recording these episodes is truly a labor of love for me. As you guys know, I really heart running and the people in our community who love it also. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow me on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or both so you don't miss the next episode. You can also show how much you love this episode by giving me a five-star rating. Wink, wink. Thank you and happy running.